folks. Uh, our first warning this week is that uh, our interview does contain some discussions of weight and diabetes. So be so advised. Uh, second warning is we're in a house full of animals. Two dogs, four cats, and a flock or two of chickens outside. I, I don't think they count as in the house. Well, they don't necessarily count as in the house, but thank God the roosters are very loud. It's true. So animal noises happen. Yeah, hi, hound. We're yeah. talking about you. And often, due to animals, swearing happens a lot. Yes, which is why the podcast is marked explicit because we swear. Yes, and they don't have a not naughty but we swear setting. I. Yeah, maybe I should start filing bugs. A anyway, uh, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 193. Wow. I'm, I'm looking at my board, and I just did uh, the interview for episode 197 uh, a couple days ago. I'm doing the one for 198 tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday morning, uh, for those who are marking their calendars. Um, and gearing up towards episode 200 on the 20th of May, which will be the annual interview with me. Woo! Woo! Um, so, and I've, you know, I'm, I'm working on the next round of people. I love having a buffer. Uh, having this buffer may be one of the best productivity things I've done. <laughs> uh, it's nice if you can have it. Yeah, that first year when it was like, crap, it's Wednesday and I don't have an interview. Right. Is right. always exciting. Um, including the uh, the amazing uh, interview I did with uh, KB Spangler the morning the show was due to go out. <laughs> uh, that, was, uh, that was exciting, but I think taught me a lot. And uh, KB will be forever grateful for, quote, uh, me making her sound coherent, uh, which wasn't really that big a thing to do. So, uh, so how was your week? Uh, so far, so good. Uh, we've had some ups and downs. You know, um, turnover in companies is sort of a regular thing, and you always keep an eye on the turnover rate. And this past week, we've had uh, a couple people announce they were leaving her on my on-call rotation. Ah, uh, yeah. So we've had to do some adjustment around there. Uh, we've also had um, someone from the group I work with uh, announce their departure, which means now there's a shuffling of where who, who's going to take over these tasks or these things that were in flight because they're gone as of, you know, today. Uh, so it's been busy in a I have stuff to do that is mostly finishing things that were in progress. Uh, and not really um, much more urgent than the work I the the I'm going to put air quotes around this deep work I've been doing, which was mostly documentation and trying to figure out deployment plans for some updates we've got going on and things like that. Um, but overall, I mean, it's been good. Yeah, you know, um, and exciting, and you know, I'm a little more code focused this week, so I'm. I'm I'm learning things and fighting with Python libraries and automation tools. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, uh, we had listener Reagan Earl, who was also a guest and who we met at Bubonicon several years ago. Oh, yes. Um, 
talk to me about what is it you really want in a planner page. So <laughs> I've been talking to Reagan about that <laughs> as well. And uh, who knows, I might end up with a customized for me planner page, cool. this, which would be pretty cool. Um, not sure about redistribution. That'll be up to Reagan because she's the one making it. Yep. So how about you? You've been gardening. I know uh, that. Yes, uh, we had some gorgeous days. So I gardened and it was fantastic. And I don't know what happened if my sleep schedule is still completely borked or what. Uh, it was a stressful weekend for various reasons. Yeah. But uh, suddenly today I woke up at 7 a.m., which is about four hours before I usually wake up. Oh, yeah. And was awake, just completely awake, and was like, well, maybe I should do some work since I am this awake. I was awake before you, even. And yes, I sort of. <laughs> came downstairs, started typing, wrote 3,000 words, went and puttered in the garden, went and did errands, didn't take a nap, feel fine. And the only problem is that tomorrow, when I go back to my normal life... Uh, I'm going to hate myself for the fact that I'm not like this every day because <laughs> the days of extraordinary, you know, energy and productivity, you're all, you, rather than enjoy them and go, it was fabulous I had that day, you always go, why isn't every day like that? If I can do this, why don't I do it every day? Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of balance that happens because one of the, Things you should be striving not for is a is a consistent high push 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 productivity day like today, because that's the one if you that's maybe not sustainable for you. Oh yeah, uh, unlikely. It yeah. Be. So w what you have to do is look for the much more the consistency that that expectation on the middle. So okay, maybe you don't hit that middle ground on a day. Okay, we can do better, but if you go over it, you can celebrate because, wow, I had a really exceptional day. Yeah, well, that's my, my normal word count being a thousand words. I uh, uh, Making three times that, I'm like, yay, that is fabulous. I did fantastic, and uh, it helps to have the established, I will do a thousand words because then tomorrow, if I do a thousand words, I'm like, yay, I did my, my words for the day rather than I did a third of what I did yesterday. I am a loser. Right. Right. So and also, let's face it, I'm gonna fall asleep at like nine, so I, probably. I hope we can get through it. Uh, by the way, for those of you who may be listening to this much later, it's Godzilla versus Kong release day, and basically, as soon as we're done recording this, Kevin is gonna have monsters fighting on the big screen in the bedroom. Yes, yes, because. Monsters fighting on the big screen. Come on. I am Team Godzilla, incidentally. Oh, yeah, yeah. So am I. Yes. So am I. Yeah, yeah. As are all right-thinking people. <laughs> Please send your questions, comments, and abuse to Kevin at... <laughs> at sunny.com, yeah. Um, or use the comment form. And, yeah, that's the thing. We've got a letter show coming up next week. So if you disagree with Kong versus Godzilla and our... Uh, and feel and that, our team primate and our team primate then Weirdo. um yeah i'm just not gonna read your letter i'm kidding i'm kidding um, ken watanabe did not sacrifice himself so that a, a freaking primate could be the king of the monsters <laughs> right um so i have a great interview this week 
We should listen to that. Yeah, uh, I had a chance to sit down with Jason Osborne from Rethink Time, and we had a really fascinating conversation about how Jason keeps himself organized and the tools, and um, there is free planner pages download included in in this this week. So we're going to get to that right after this. here today with Jason Osborne, and Jason has graciously agreed to talk about how he stays productive, and I'm really excited about this because there's also, I believe, uh, a book that Jason's going to talk about later, but let's start at the very beginning. Hey, Jason, can you introduce yourself in a much better way than I just did? Sure, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. So my name is Jason Osborne. I live in the UK, in the north of England, near Leeds. I'm originally from Texas, though. And uh, uh, 16 years ago, I moved to the Republic of Ireland on the West Coast near Galway. So my accent's all over. So I always tell people that from the very beginning, because what I find is I always... I can tell people are listening to me, but they're not actually listening to my words. They're trying to figure out where I'm from. So I always tell people exactly where I am from from the very beginning. So, yeah, so uh, kind of all over the place, but um, I've been in business since I was 20 and uh, primarily uh, focus in on helping now uh, businesses uh, as well as coaches, consultants and entrepreneurs uh, in their online marketing and uh, and today I'm, I'm representing one of the companies that I'm contracted out with called Rethink, uh, the Rethink Academy, which is an amazing, amazing business, which we can chat through. But, um, yeah, just looking forward to going through um, today, Kevin, and adding as much value as I possibly can to all your listeners. Groovy. Uh, all right, then. Let's dig right in. How do you keep yourself organized? Uh, better now than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I like to think other people are like me simply because if they're not, I think, man, I'm horrible <laughs> with the way that I organize. Right. But, um, one, one of the things I think is just quite common for a lot of people, um, is how, you know, how do you actually keep things structured? How do you keep things organized? And one of the things for me that was always a really big challenge one of the, the stuff, one of the things that I really like is freedom. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to um, do what I want when I want. It's probably why uh, I, I've never really liked being employed. Uh, you know, I like <laughs> being able to work for myself and, and all of that sort of thing. But because of that, mm-hmm. um, there was a resistance of creating more structure and organization because on the surface, it feels like it creates um, almost handcuffs, you right. know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to put this time in and I need to do it, this thing at this time and this thing at another time. And all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, I always felt like, oh, that, that restricts me from just being able to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. 
And what I learned is actually it has the opposite effect. And that was one of the big kind of a epiphany moments in my life <laughs> of being able to realize that actually creating a bit more structure, because at the end of the day, I create the structure. Right. You know, right, right. and so I get to choose when I have my free time, when I have my work time, when I have my family time, all of those sorts of things. But because of creating that structured process, what it meant is it I no longer operated on how I did before, where everything would be swimming around in my head. Mm hmm. I always knew there was things that was going on. It'd be in the back of my head. And even when there was, you know, quote unquote downtime, I was thinking, I've got to remember this. I've got to remember that and what's going on. And it created confusion in my mind, which creates stress. And even if it's really low levels of stress, it still creates that stress. And so um, when I when I would go into the day or go into the week, because I didn't have a very clear structure on how my day was going to be organized. Mm -hmm. Other people organized my day right? and it happened by default. And so what was happening and I was finding that I was doing everything in my day, my week, my month based on other people's priorities, because when people would come to me because I didn't have a structure. Right. What we tend to do is we want to help. Right. Most of us, our nature is to help. Our nature is to go. Yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. I can help with that. Of course. Yeah. That could be whether you're employed. And we can chat about the whole employment element of this as well, because there's still a way you can manage up with your time. Oh, yeah. But, you know, how do you do that as an employee? How do you how do you do that as a business owner? How do you do that with your family, you know, your partner, your kids, whatever? How do you do it with just your own downtime? Because you still need time for yourself, you know, oh, yeah. particularly if you're an interview introvert like me, like you need <laughs> that time alone from everybody. <laughs> so. To me, that was one of the biggest things of, is learning that actually creating that structure gives me more freedom and allows me to say no to the things that aren't actually helping me move forward in the goals that I have set out. So that that was a huge turning point in my life. And there are a lot of people who I've talked to who have said like one of those key points, and that is the ability to say no is huge. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, it, 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 the ability to say no, but the, the challenge, I think, with a lot of people with that is because you don't have really clear understanding of what you're moving towards and what you're actually working for. You don't you don't know whether you should say no to something or not. And so, right. you know, you just kind of go, yeah, that's cool. But when you know, you know, you know, you agree to do it. But when you have a really clear understanding of where your goals are, what you're looking to achieve. You can look at things and be able to to have a little bit more of a process in your head of going, okay, if I say yes to this, is it helping me move towards what I'm wanting to achieve or is it taking me away from it? And actually, is it helping? Am I using that time to help someone else achieve what they want to? Which, of course, there's nothing wrong with. I'm not saying don't right, help right. people. Right. <laughs> but it's when you're saying yes all the time. And then a month goes by, six months go by, and you go, God, you know, I had this goal down that I want to do, but I didn't even start it. And, and next thing you know, it's because you, you've been working on everybody else's goals because you haven't had a clear objective on what, what your outcome for the each day is and how that mm -hmm. rolls into your weeks and months, quarters, and years. So. Yeah, uh, I really uh, – in uh, 
not product, why product, project management classes, right, is you are responsible for, like, protecting the team's goals and the team's time. And that naturally rolls to you have to protect your own time. You have to be very clear on your own goals. Uh, so, yeah, and I think all the things that people have difficulty with is understanding those goals. So corporate environment, as a project manager, it's important to understand what the team goals are, what the outcome is expected, that you can plan around that. Um, how did you figure out or how did you figure out your personal goals? So personal goals, is what I do at the end of every single year is I take out, and this is, you know, the last couple of days of December, and this isn't just creating a New Year's resolution. So I want to be really clear on that. There's, there's a big right. difference between these New Year's resolutions that we create, and then two weeks later, we're like, oh, that was a, that was a good try. Oh, know? I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is an actual proper planning around what you're doing for the year. So, and what your goal is for that next year. So um, you, you look and say, okay, what do I want to achieve? And with the re we have a rethink model in the way that we look at this, and we have it set up into eight different areas, and it's an acronym that we use. So um, R is for relationships. This is just an easy way to kind of look at the different areas of your life. So R is for relationships. Mm -hmm. E is for earning power. Okay. T is for Tau, so T-O-A which is like the <laughs> spiritual or underlining power of everything. Well, I'm aware, okay? yes. <laughs> um, you've got H, which is for health. Hmm. You have I, which is for investments. Okay, and so there's a difference between the E, earning power, and investments. Yep. You've got N, which is for networks. And you've got K for, for knowledge. And then the eighth bit, we end rethink with an exclamation point, which is fun. Okay, so what are our goals for fun? <laughs> yeah. Hi, because we've got to have that stuff. Um, so looking at that, you're able to break down each one of those and say, well, what are my goals in each area of this? So mm -hmm. some of this could be personal. What are your personal goals? Um, if you have, if you're employed and you have career goals, what are those goals for that? You know, are you looking yeah, yeah. for, you know, a raise or, you know, whatever. Um, and or if you have no business, what are your business goals? You know, what are your revenue goals and all that? And being able to structure that really clearly, mm -hmm. clearly then allows you to go at a, at a really big top level annual perspective of it. OK, so this right, is what right. I want to achieve for, for the year. And then what you what we do is we look at breaking that down into quarters. OK, so right. knowing what your quarterly goals and so your Q2, Q3 and Q4 goals will probably be vague in nature mm -hmm. okay because you'll you'll break it down and say okay well i need to get this done in q1 to be able to do this in q2 and q3 four but you've got somewhat of a structure there then you take down your q1 and you break that down in a month because now you can start getting a bit more granular with that right, right. and then breaking that in down into, into weeks and once you do that once you get, start wrapping up your Q1, then you can start looking at your more detail around Q2. Because if you try to plan out your Q2, Q3, and Q4 goals in too much detail, things are inevitably going to change. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it, it will happen. It's not like, oh, well, it will, right? Things will it'll just it'll just change. So what what will we do with this is we say, okay, now that we've got this element down, the, the key thing that holds this all together, which once I started actually implementing this in my life, it completely revolutionized the way that I thought. 
Right. And it comes down to what we use as a date. We call it our, our daily log or, or your daily planner. Now, this oh, is yeah. different from your um, – and, and by the way, nothing wrong with the Steve, Stephen Covey David, daily planner. But the, oftentimes that's what we think of, right? Right. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I'm yeah. naturally doing the comparison to the, the sharpen the saw areas of the Franklin Covey method and uh, not – the uh, not David Allen's getting things done because that's a whole other sort of that one's much more task oriented and not as goal oriented, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and there's there, there's so many different types of planners and all that. But but what, one the thing that I do on this and and we use this with all of our clients and it what has really transformed the way I think around this is what we call our daily streaks. Okay, now this isn't. Right the get naked and get arrested type of streaking. All right. <laughs> Although if you want to do that, feel free to do it. But this is, this is um, tracking every single day, what you're doing in terms of the habits you're wanting to implement in your life. Okay. okay. And you don't want tons and tons of them because it will right. become overwhelming. I usually say to people, start off with just two to three. Okay. And yeah. one of this could be journaling or, or doing your daily log every day. That's mm-hmm. one, one of them. And so what you do is you're able to say, what uh, am I doing this particular task day in and day out? And this isn't just like, a um, you know, OK, a task might be to wash my clothes. We're, we're talking about <laughs> a life changing like discipline. OK, it right, could be business, right. investments, whatever. And you track that every day. Am I doing this particular thing every single day? So a real simple one could be health. Yeah. OK. And doing something that is achievable. Okay, not like the New Year's resolutions. Okay, I haven't worked out in the whole year, but I'm going to go in and start working out every day for two hours, right? That's just not going to happen. <laughs> not not right? going to happen, no. No. You're going to do it for about three days, and then you're going to be like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, because it's hard. <laughs> it hurts, mm-hmm. right? And so you want to you want to give as many kind of mental hacks in, in, in the whole process around this. So start off with, if, if it's a health goal, you know, it could be something like going out for a jog for 15 minutes a day. Right? right. When you think of that, you can go, well, I can go out for 15 minutes like that. Yeah, that I could do that. Right. Well, I was going to say in our case with the current weather, it'd be on the treadmill, but still. Well, tread, yeah. treadmill. And do you know what? Yeah. I've even ran up and down my, my living room. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like because it gets to a point of, you know, this is a daily habit. It's, it's just what I'm doing. And because you begin to focus and prioritize those things, it changes something in the way that you think. And how you think, how you how you approach your days, because this is now what you're going to be doing day in and day out. And it, it um, sorry, it it. Yeah. So my wife's a writer. I know a lot of writers. Um, and this is very similar to uh, Seinfeld's "Don't Break the Chain" writing every day discipline, right? You've, uh, there's actually a website where you can fill in like how many, what's your word count. For, um, but that was something that Seinfeld emphasized. Right. Um, you know, don't break the chain if you can. Or you do it, the more it becomes a habit. And the longer that chain gets, the more achievable things get, because you can look at it and go, I did all that. It's not, oh, man, I, I don't know if I could write a novel. No, I've you know, I know novelists who now have like three pages of these where they wrote maybe only as few as 50 words a day. But exactly. they wrote 50 words a day for six months. Right. Or a year or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. And 
it's one of those things. It's so simple, people dismiss it. Right. They're like, oh, it, 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 there's got to be something more difficult. Like, there's what, what's the real trick? Well, th- that is the real trick. The, the the challenge is the consistency. Right. That's where people fall short. Like, that's if people are going, what's the hook? Or, you know, what's what's the angle? That's the angle. It's the consistency of doing that day in and day out every mm-hmm. single day. And it builds up that compound effect begins to happen. Right. And you get just as you said, it gets to that point where you, you don't even know you're doing it anymore because it becomes a habit. Right. When, when you when you're celebrating what you're doing every day, you know, you're not in a habit yet. Right. Right. Like. Right. I, I don't I don't congratulate myself for brushing my teeth every day. Like <laughs> you just do it, right? It's and it's the same thing. The things that you just do every single day, it's just part of your your makeup, your nature, mm-hmm. who you are now. And you will as as you track that, it's really important. Now, mm-hmm. the key thing about it is this as well. You can look at it and say, okay, so let's let's say it's it's um. We'll just go with 15 minute jogging every day as an example. Right, right, right. You you could look at it and go, well, I don't know anyone that's, you know, jogged every single day for for their entire life. Okay. Or one of one of my friends, um, he cut out sugar from his diet completely. He's on day, I think, 460 odd day of of not having any sugar in his diet whatsoever. And you might look at it and go, well. I don't know anyone that that can go their entire life without eating sugar. Maybe, but you can go for one day without eating sugar. Yes. Well, maybe not in the States because everything's high fructose corn syrup (laughs) all the way down. Right. But um, but yeah, no, uh, as a type two diabetic, uh, it's challenging, but you can mindfully reduce the amount of sugar and theoretically get to zero refined sugar um but again yeah it's difficult but as making the effort like it does become a habit of all right should i eat this is this safe to eat well okay in my case is this safe to eat but you know uh, you, you become you become aware of of tense of your foods right yeah but it has to be ingrained as a habit you can't just you know you you have to have uh that there's a, a motivational component, right? Um, yeah. In my case, if you'll pardon the expression, um, it's because I want to keep my toes for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah. Um, but yeah, what's the, um, how do you find that motivational component? Man, we are way off on the general questions right now, but that's fine. <laughs> no, man, it's, it's cool. I mean, so it's, I mean, but this, this is, this is what I find is really key on on having more productivity and right. effectiveness and efficiency is is all these things and and the the motivation. So there's two things. You got motivation and inspiration. Okay. Right. And most people go, Oh, I want to be motivated, I want to be motivated. The things that truly inspire you, you never have to be motivated to do. Okay. True. Motivation is an extrins an extrinsic vor- force pushing you towards something that you don't naturally want to go towards. Right. That's motivation. Right. right? Right. So we want to move from a place of motivation to inspiration. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you do that? Okay. so yours is a really it's it's one of the easier ones to do because you just go, I I want to keep my toes. (laughs) So you kind of go, right. So it's either that or I lose body body parts. Right. Right. And so that in and of itself could be 
for you mm-hmm. all that you need to know to go, okay, this is what I'm going to do to monitor this. Right. But there are other people, and obviously I'm not, I'm not shaming anyone on this, but there's other diabetics that, that may not keep up to track as much as you do. Right. And so they're, what they're inspired by to keep that lifestyle in terms of watching, you know, how much sugar they have in their insulin levels and glucose mm-hmm. and all that. Um, losing a, a, a body part just doesn't motivate them. Right. Right. It just doesn't. And so what we, what we say, whether, whether it's something like that, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's diabetic or whether it is um, finances, relationships, mm-hmm. business, whatever it is, um, we have uh, we have an exercise that we have all of our clients go through and right. it, we have them do two things and you have to complete it because most people <laughs> go, oh, well, I didn't. Yeah, I got I got half this done. Well, no, it doesn't work. You have got to right. do the whole thing. So here's the first thing. Write down a 100 reasons why you must have this happen. OK, why you must achieve this goal. Right. All right. And by the nature of kind of what we do with a lot of our clients, um, we help a lot of people with business and online business. And so there's a lot of kind of financial kind of things behind it. So, you know, you can start off really easy um, saying, you know, uh, you know, I want to be able to send my kids to a good university and right. want to right. buy a nice house and car. So you, you kind of have not that sending your kids to good, good universities is a surface level, but you kind of have these surface level type things right. that you just right. everyone kind of has. Right. Um but once you start getting past 15, mm-hmm. it you really have to start thinking. And so the goal, not the goal, the what, you, what we have to do is write down 100 of these. Right. Why you have to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And once you really start getting into it, you get to a point where it goes beyond the material things to really why you must have this. And you want to write down to a point, a minimum of 100, but you want to write down to a point where it brings, and I know this sounds kind of hairy-fairy, but brings a tear of inspiration to your eye. Right? When you're actually (laughs) inspired by this goal. Because, I mean, how many people have you said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I I, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah, 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 I want to be in great shape. But they don't actually move towards it. Right? They're they're not inspired to do that. Um, you, You can look at people's life and see what actually inspires them, okay? Because yeah. they just naturally do it. They just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? So if you're looking at raising that value level, this is one of the exercises. Part two of the exercise. Right. A hundred reasons. What would happen if you don't reach this goal? Okay? And okay. this is actually the more powerful element of it. Because we... um we often love the pleasure side, which is the first hundred, but we're usually <laughs> right. But we're usually more motivated, if we want to use that mm-hmm. term, by the the avoidance of pain. Right. The so when you write is the carrot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you write down a hundred reasons, what like if you <laughs> don't do this, what will happen? You'll be get. You'll see so much pain. <laughs> right associated mm-hmm. with you not doing this mm-hmm. it will inspire you to, to say that that is not the life that i want to live right right you know right. and again a hundred right because you could if, <laughs> if we just take your diabetic one you know uh, you want your you know you'd lose your toes you'd right, right. And all this stuff 
once you get into like 25, it goes past the surface level of, you know, okay, uh, yes, losing a limb is not good. Right. It, but you'll go so deep into this, it, it'll move you. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, in that particular case, there are so many, in my particular case, there are so many debilitating physical problems, declining mental state. I mean, all this stuff that will impact, you know, the potential of me being able to interact with what I hope is still a long way off, you know, grandchildren, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or, or, um, the people who listen to this podcast or to travel or to do all of the things I actually enjoy. Right. So whenever there's like a, a severe physical like penalty, um, that's certainly motivation, at least in, in my mind, in my personality. But when we talk about more, nebulous things i'm staring at my chickens as i do this right one of my goals is i want to design my own chicken right i'm going to breed my own chicken but yeah. what happens like what happens if i don't do this well there are you know there's this will never exist that hurts me right my idea that this particular look of a chicken breed would never exist without me man that's a huge motivator right I mean, honestly, you know, number one reason, what happens if I don't do this? Well, nothing, right? Okay, there, there's, no, there's no chicken disappearance. Maybe somebody else will do it, right? But that wounds me, right? So, but that's also a different motivation as compared to what happens if I, um, if I don't, say, um, uh, keep my budget balanced or if I don't, plan for not plan for but like this some of this falls to the um into the investments like category right if i don't contribute to my company's 401k every month or you know you you see a lot of other reasons when you dig into some of these they're mundane they feel so mundane and boring but when you start to look at why you must and what happens if you don't you know you can go places and that's that's a powerful thing. It it's right. it's incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and we 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 always have our clients start with that point there because the the thing about it is this. Um, by the nature of what we do, we do a lot of coaching and mentoring. Um, right. I can't force anybody to do anything, right? They're right, they're right. gonna do whatever they want to do, and and you know we you know we have some lower level kind of. Um, programs and we have some mm-hmm. you know higher level programs that you know are, are a decent investment to to put into it doesn't matter how much you invest into it right right people might go well if i invest it it'll make me take action mm-hmm. I, I can tell you right now i've seen people invest a lot of money and still make <laughs> all all the excuses on why they didn't do it Right. Because they weren't truly inspired to make a difference i've seen other uh, not make a difference, but to actually make that change in their life. Right, right. I've seen other people come in and you know they're inspired because they will do everything that's being asked of them to do. They will, they'll submit all of their tasks for reviews. They're coachable. They'll listen. They just go with it. And it comes as absolutely no surprise. They're the ones whose businesses flourish and go right. really well and end up doing like, 
you just you think I mean, sometimes I look at our clients and go, you, you're doing what now? That, <laughs> wow, that's amazing. You know, right, right. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, I love that. But that ins- no one no one can can create that inspiration. And, and that's why a lot of people get this word. And I know it's uh, what's a word, but actually there's a lot in this. Right. Trying to have someone force you to motivate you to move forward um, is not what you're looking to do. You want to create that inspiration in your life so that you know why you're doing it. Now, mm-hmm. it, coaches are good. Mentors are good. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I yeah, have yeah. coaches and mentors and they help you. They help you learn stuff you wouldn't normally know, um, because if you knew it, you wouldn't like. You would already need be them, doing right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and sometimes you do need that. I mean, so, so I'll give you an example. I mean, for me, um, hiring a personal trainer mm-hmm. gives me that bit that I know that I need to do to be able to help me actually implement the things. Right. So right. sometimes it's just going, okay, well, what what do I know just is going to make me do that? And you go, well, in that motivation, it is, but I'm doing it out of place of inspiration. Right. Because I know why I want to get there, but I know that I need that bit to help me get to that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because, how, again, how many people hire a personal trainer at the beginning of every, every year? I mean, millions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So they're but they're they're not inspired to keep with it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where that that comes down. Right. Which kind of leads into the whole productivity element of that. Right, because right. once once you're inspired by that. Then you'll be looking for those ways to be able to create that structure. Those, what's the yearly goal? What you know, I'm writing down on a daily basis, reflecting on what's going on. What are my learnings? I mean, there, there's tons and tons around all this stuff. But that's where you start getting into that right. increased productivity. Right. And you're doing, and you're doing sort of a yearly review with it. So if you know, um, let's say in my case, um, you know. Oh, big celebration. I have stabilized the chicken breed. It is now in the world. People are buying it. Great. That is technically done, right? Now I can look at it and see, well, what's my next goal? Or what other goals have I got? What else is inspiring me? Or maybe situations have changed and this isn't an inspiration anymore, right? Maybe yeah. I found that chicken breeding is an unholy mess and involves lots and lots of chickens around you know, my property and they... Chickens aren't very good at eating. They poop everywhere. Maybe I decide I don't like that. Maybe that isn't inspiring anymore. Um, so, you know, that gives you the opportunity to say, hey, let's change it up, right? Yes. Maybe, you know, maybe it's time to look at, uh, really look at what I'm doing. Is this, does this still inspire me? Is this something that's worth pursuing? That whole um, start, stop, continue sort of discussion you have to have with yourself sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I even recommend people doing a weekly review. Um, I do mine on a Sunday evening, um, for 15 minutes. And, um, if you need to set a timer, because what I would do, um, I would go in, I'd start doing it and, you know, I'd get 10, 15 minutes into it. And I think, well, no, I, I, this needs to be more. And so, I created more pressure on myself to create right. something. Then I'm there doing it for half an hour. And then the next week comes along thinking, God, I have to spend another half hour to 40 minutes doing this. And all of a sudden it becomes this big task. Right. So I focus in 15 minutes and it forces me to get everything out, not overthink things. And I do a weekly review and it's sim- uh, three simple things. What went well right. for that week? Mm-hmm. What, what didn't? So what were the challenges and what did I learn? Yeah. And by doing that weekly review, it helps me to be able to 
see the patterns that's going on. And if I can look at it and, and I see something every single week happening, that's the, either the same challenge or, uh, you know, as you said, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you're going in and you're breeding chickens and, and you start seeing this, this pattern and, and, and you're, you're six weeks into it and you go, what? Oh, you, you say, do you know what? This felt like a really good idea on right. the outset, but I'm not <laughs> enjoying this. Actually, this is not what inspires me to, in my life. I want to do something else. Well, that allows you to be able to adjust yeah. much earlier than just going, okay, well, let's just look at this once a year and you can move towards that. What often happens though, mm-hmm. and we'll go with your chicken analogy here, <laughs> is you you could be doing one, you start off on one goal. And right. as you start going through that process, you begin to actually start fine tuning what it is that really inspires you. Right. And or something will happen. You go, do you know what? Actually, this is really what I'm doing. I thought it was breeding the chicken, but actually there's something else more that really inspires me and, and yeah, it helps yeah. you to course correct, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's when people say, well, how do I find my purpose in life? Well, that's a journey. But the way you, <laughs> way you keep your journey and help you to be able to course correct on that is by tracking that and looking at oh, it yeah. and course correcting. And so, yeah. I, there's, uh, Moana is almost a great example of all of that, right? Uh, because yeah. she, she feels she has a purpose. She has an inspiration. She, then there's the motivation portion. I can't believe I'm using a Disney movie for this, but <laughs> you know, it actually works, right? Yeah. Plus, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, all along the way, she's having to there, – there's the physical course correction of learning how to get from point A to point B. But so all of that, there's the the mental, the psychological, the learning portion of it where she has to course correct um, Maui himself or, you know, what looks like is the goal is not actually the goal. The goal is something else. Um or rather, there's a couple layers to the goal. Um, and, I mean, it helps that, hey, hey, the chicken's there, because that was my motivation for watching the movie. But there's a whole other layer in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's illustrate that. Um, yeah, wow, that's, uh, we have gone very, very deep. Uh, are there any tools you use? Because I think we've covered how you keep yourself organized. We've covered a whole big system. We've covered the habits that you work on. Um, what tools do you use? I mean, are you a paper and pencil person? Or, uh, uh, you know, do you have, like, OmniFocus? Or do you have a, a tool you really like? Um, is there one provided by you specific use? Uh, you know, is what's the where's the nuts and bolts on that? Maybe a little. Yeah, cool. So um, I, I think you... you People have to find what works for them. Right. And um, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, mm-hmm. people go, oh, you know, they think they're doing things the wrong way because they hear someone say you should do it one way and all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. But you yeah. have to you have to find works for you. So actually, um, this is I use a, a planner. I mean, not a planner, a, a little notebook. And and this is where I, I, oh, right on. I keep everything in. Like, I, so I'm a big like actually writing it down physical. Um, I, I tried online tools. And, right. I, and I'm not I'm not saying don't use them because I'll actually give a couple good online tools for some different things that you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the actual physical act of writing it down for me, it, there just doesn't nothing. Nothing replaces that. Now, for other right. people, 
they they hate writing stuff down. You know, they <laughs> love. I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. the most technical person, but they love getting on their 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 cell phone, their mobile, and they type stuff in and they keep mm-hmm. everything. And and they just they just, that's how they work. And that's right. fine. So, but for me, it's paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also use. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, everybody's going to ask. I know my listeners. Everybody's going to ask, what kind of notebook, and do you have, like, a preferred pen? Um, I don't have a preferred pen, although I do <laughs> like pens. Um, what kind of notebook is this? See if I can find it real quick. Yeah. I don't even know. Um, I, I, I literally just got it off of Amazon. Um, okay. It's a I, – I live in the U.K. now, so I can't remember – I don't know this. I can't remember this. The, size of paper we call this in america but um it's just an a5 notebook right um it's just got line just it's got nines lines but i split the page in half um right just, and that's I, what it is i'll be honest it's, it's got a yeah i had to upgrade from um a5 or half letter to full letter just because i'm getting older and the a5 size is getting harder to read right um so A5 is incredibly popular everywhere. Everybody knows, I think, what A5 is here now because it's like, okay, that's approximately, but because all of the planners are basically, or the available planner pages, Etsy or whatever, basically say this A5. We've all learned. We've all <laughs> yeah. learned, right? Uh, all learned, yeah. Yeah, uh, though typically it's like half letter size or, um, uh, you know, uh, what was it, personal? Is it? No, it's junior size for a lot of, of planner companies okay. in the States. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, personal is closer to A6. At least I think that's what uh, Filofax uses okay. as their personal okay. size. I might know a lot more about planners than I ought to. But <laughs> <laughs> No, it's good. I mean, <laughs> and paper sizes, they're, yeah. They're, they're, again, it's mm-hmm. just finding the one that works right, for right. you. Um, I do know uh, a good friend of mine uses an app called no- Notability. So Notability. Oh yeah, um, that's a so, great app. Yeah, um, I again, I like pen and paper, so I don't use it, but um, he swears by it. Um, but then, obviously, I'm everyone knows Trello. Um, oh yeah, I, I use Trello for some stuff. That's really good, um, particularly in what I do when I train companies on how to use LinkedIn. There's a whole like Trello flow that we work with the sequencing of how we yeah, reach yeah. out and message people. So that's a good one. Um, and then um, uh, a, a tool that I've heard of for a very, very long time mm-hmm. and only for the last couple months I've actually been using this. And I can't believe I have not been using this tool. <laughs> you know, I just, oh. but sometimes you just need someone to um, help unwrap everything that it can actually do you know because right, you go right. in a tool you don't really know how to use it you don't know how the the user format may be a little bit weird to you and you go oh i tried it and it didn't work but um evernote oh yeah e- evernote i cannot believe what you can do on evernote like um i, I pretty much put everything in evernote there's a tagging system mm-hmm. that i use to tag everything and you can literally find everything in your life if you put it in Evernote within like five seconds. And it saves so much time trying to figure out well, where was that conversation? Was it an email? Was it on WhatsApp? Was it right, Facebook message right. or Instagram? You're trying to find all this information. But if you just keep all everything, yes, you have to get into a habit. 
But mm-hmm. those couple seconds of putting things in Evernote and tagging it properly, man, it, it will change your life. What has been funny about it is I used Evernote early on when they were still kind of new and uh, the first time they had the big craze. And so when I came back to it several years later, because I've been I've been through so many systems. It's what I it's, sure. it's one of the things, right? I'm testing systems. I'm trying constantly finding what what works for me. And I'm like, well, maybe I should look at Evernote again. And it almost felt dumbed down at that point. But that's just because they've taken a lot of that extra functionality and um, unlike, say, Microsoft Word, where when you bring down that ribbon, you have every option in the world and it can be very confusing, they've just simplified that. You A lot of the power is still there. It's just not as obvious, right? So, yeah, no, Evernote's are really cool. Yeah, I, I, I um, yeah, it, it's been something I've been utilizing and it's just, it's just amazing because even, even when you're um, putting in, like, saving things to your, to your laptop or your desktop, you know, you think you remember what you've called a file. And, of course, inevitably, you, you can't remember it when you're actually looking right, for it. Right. I mean, you're thinking, I just saved this yesterday. and <laughs> You still can't <laughs> find it, you know. Um, but in Evernote, if you just tag stuff properly, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we, our brains just work in a certain way of kind of keyword type stuff. But you can't necessarily work, uh, always look for things keyword related on like files and stuff sometimes. Right. So, but Evernote's just really good. It's just a great tool. Um, again, you have it's it's a new system. You have to get used to it. It's a right. process. But yeah, those, those, so those are some really good cool tools. Mm-hmm. And then of course, yes, rethink. Um, uh, Paul has created a daily planner. Um, mm-hmm. our, what we call our daily log. Um, that we um, you can actually get for free and download oh. that. Um, so if you go to rethinktime.club. <laughs> that's a reef yeah rethinktime.club and um you can just go down there and uh, download that the pdf has 31 days so you can just print it out or I like put it free, into free's good right yeah man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a um it's monthly but you can um like a yeah. monthly review mm-hmm. um but you can do it as a weekly review or whatever but it's all there to start tracking it's it's a bit of a there's a lot in there Right, but, right. Um, it's it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. So, what does a typical day look like? A typical day. So, there's uh, the way that the daily planners broke up is that you. No, no, thought, no, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me back up. What does yeah, yeah. your typical day look? Oh, like? my typical day. <laughs> okay. So, I have changed a lot in in what I do in my my typical day. So, I have. Mm-hmm. Um, We've all heard of your like your morning startup and kind of your end of day routine. Well, yeah, yeah. I I have two. I have two morning startups and two end of day. Um, and this has greatly helped me in terms of being able to, uh, well, be more productive. So, uh, the first one is kind of my personal startup routine. Mm-hmm. So that you know, getting up, it could be exercise, you know, whatever whatever those daily elements of it that I'm uh, personal. That I'm doing. Then I have a a daily startup for my business. And both of these startups are based on the previous night's end of day routine. Okay. Okay? So what I do is before I'd have an end of day routine and it was just for everything and and things got jumbled. Right. Okay. So what I do is I have an end of business day routine then Mm -hmm. where I write down 
what are my top three priorities that I have to get done that next day? Okay. And that, and this is what helps me to be able to say no or yes to things based on what my pro priorities are. Right, 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 right. So what are my top three priorities? And uh, I write that down. I also review have I got done everything that I needed to get done from the previous day's priority list that I that I set out. And then this has been down <laughs> so simple, but it's changed everything. I shut everything down. So right. I shut my emails down. I shut my Skype down. I shut um, my I, I don't just like put my my uh, laptop. Um, I don't just close my laptop. I was going to say lid, but it's not really a lid, is it? Not so much just, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I, I literally I, I close all the tabs and mm -hmm. get rid of everything and then turn the laptop off. And what that does for me in my headspace is unbelievable uh, because things aren't just open. Right. Because if I just end the, my business day and I've got all these different applications open in my mind, I know they're open and it's just sitting right. there like, OK, I got to get to this and this and this. But by shutting it down, actually, just like it's done for that day, I've got my priority list. I know I know what I need to get done tomorrow, but I shut right. everything down. It's like, okay, that bit's down. It's finished, done. I know what I have to do tomorrow, done. And then I can go into my personal life, right? right and then right. in the end of the evening, I have my personal like shutdown routine. Again, write down my top three priorities for the next day that I have to get done personally. And again, this isn't like washing laundry or anything like that. This is like, what are what's move? What what do I have to get done for my goals? And um, I do um, I do my daily kind of streak as well. So I've got things um, like run. I've got uh, things around stretch, uh, meditate, right. all that sort of stuff. And my so these are the things that I track on a daily basis. Right. So I, I know okay how many how many days am I up to on these doing that. So I track that. Um, and then I write um, three things that I'm grateful for, for that day. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard, heard a lot of people do the gratitude journal stuff. So yep. that that's a really good thing. Um, and this is, I try to go a little bit deep with this as well, because again, mm -hmm. it's real easy to go surface level. Like, you know, I'm grateful that I ate food. I'm grateful I have a house. <laughs> but this is like, what am I really grateful for? And mm -hmm. occasionally, I don't do this every day, but sometimes what I do as well is I look at What's a challenge that I'm actually grateful for that happened today? Okay. And what this what this allows me to do is um, I found for me, I know everyone's different, but for me, uh, I I would try to hide from challenges sometimes. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't like them, do we? I mean, it's <laughs> like, you know, we, we would right. prefer because most of us go, oh, God, if I, that could never happen again. Mm -hmm. The problem with that, though, is soon as soon as we've hit a certain level, we've either overcome that challenge where right. we know how to deal with it and it's no longer a big deal, but we go to the next level set of challenges. Mm -hmm. So without trying to be discouraging uh, to everyone, um, we will always have challenges. They're never going to oh, yeah. go away. You know, it's just oh, yeah, it's a yeah. part of life. So what I what sometimes what I do in that gratitude is is what am I actually really grateful for in in a mm -hmm. challenge for that day because what did it teach me did it teach right. me to be able to um, let, let's say for instance when I first started doing this a long time ago um, <laughs> every business you have a client that might complain 
Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> you just you just have them. But what it has taught me is when I have these complaints, it's taught me how to deal with that. Right. Maybe maybe it's been something. It's showed me a flaw in the way that we do something that how I can improve to make the user experience better. Right. Maybe it's because the client was just making excuses. We didn't actually do anything wrong. Right. Quote unquote right. wrong. But quote they're just unquote. looking for excuses because. They didn't do the work. They're blaming us. And so it's actually allowed me to have a thicker skin and go, well, no, you haven't done this and be able to help go. No, it's not us. You know, so, you know, it's both sides. Sometimes it's flaws that we can improve on other bits. It's being able to have a thicker skin. So I'll I'll, I'll write that stuff down. So that's what my day looks like. That's how I have it set up. I have two morning routines, two evening routines. And the morning routines are based on the previous day's right. end of day routines. And it's it's been amazing just mentally that how it's been able to help me um, create space. Yeah. And a lot of people I know have been having trouble with not just the transition to working from home this last year, but also with that transition to, OK, I am done working for today. I'm doing other things. And the, the just we're going to turn it off is a big help um i don't i have a separate room right i've been working from home for 11 years so for me it's yeah. not that big has it been 11 uh give or take um closer to 10 i guess but for me just okay i am done i'm leaving the room that that room is you know the room I'm right now is where i record it's where i do my you know my day job but when i'm not in here i'm not working yeah right because yeah. it's all related to um, it's it's all sort of concentrated in this space. Not everybody has that, but the ability to just say, "All right, turn it all off, close the laptop, set it aside, and go do other things." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's such a big key. Yeah. So, um, what's the best advice? And this can be life advice. This can be productivity advice. The best advice you've ever received, or you would give someone else. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's a, big que- a big question. I know. Um, right? So, so for okay, it's going to sound really, really simplistic. I actually mentioned it earlier. Um, right. For me, it's it's consistency. Um, th- this is to me the biggest thing where people fall short. They underestimate the amount of time um, that it's going to take for them to reach their goals. Right. Um, and you may have heard this phrase before. I can't. I don't know who originally said it, but um, you know, they said we oftentimes. Um, overestimate what we can get done in a year, but underestimate what we can get done in 10 years. And yeah. that that element of just the consistency of doing something day in and day out, even when it looks on the surface like it may not be working. And yes, you have to look at things and go, okay, well, do we need, is it not working? Do we need just scraps things? But it, uh, most of the time, it's about making those small adjustments, keeping with it. There's an incredible book, um, uh, you, you may have mentioned it or one of your previous guests, but it's called the miracle equation. Um, no, it's, it's a great book. Um, it's very simplistic. It's got, again, it's one of those things people read and go, Oh yeah, I know that, but are you actually mm-hmm. implementing it? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just about doing the biggest things you need to get done on a daily basis for as long as it takes. Right. You know, and that key element of people. I, I'm speaking to myself now as well, but, you know, people can just go, OK, I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. up with it, even on those days when 
You think, can I actually do it? Am I good enough? All yep. those things that we tell ourselves, you just keep doing it. That mm-hmm. before you'll know, before you know it, mm-hmm. that might take a year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> could take two. Mm-hmm. But all it's, it, it'll have that tipping point. There's always that tipping point, and then boom, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden you're this overnight success that was ten years in the making. You know. Yeah, everybody talks about overnight successes, and no one really looks at the fact that yeah, no, you struggle. Fight you, ten years is um, sometimes a, uh, a uh, an optimistic look, but um, you know I I follow a lot of bands, right? I like music, I like live music, and will see a what is a small band, and they've been playing these venues, they've been doing the touring, and they've been putting in all this work for years, and then all of a sudden just like drop of a hat, boom, they've got an album out, they've got a, a deal, they're appearing on the radio, da, 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 da. And people just think, oh, well, they were discovered an overnight sensation. No, they would be hard for that. Yep. Um, and, and people, you know, people want the, well, I'm just going to go sign a record deal and I'm going to be famous. And no, it does not. There's a lot of work involved, you know. Yep. Um, so when we think about that, we inevitably think about failure. Right. Um, And uh, this is the next to last question. And the reason it's the next to last question is because for a lot of people, this is the sad one, but also uh, a lot easier to answer. So how do you deal with failure or missing a goal? So I I, a lot of it's perception. And this isn't just to um, pretend something didn't happen. Right. So I'm not saying that I don't want anyone to misunderstand what I'm saying. But when we look at failure, that is usually a perception. Okay, it's it's an ex it's it's a uh, failure. It, it, it's a failure to reach a, an expectation of what we thought we should have achieved. Right. And that should have achieved is a big thing because we usually do that. Um, should is when you're putting someone else's values on yourself. So we should have done this. We should be this weight. We should have this much money. We should be, we should have this sort of career by this such an age. And and I'm not, you know, and all oh, yeah. stuff. And all of these things, and we just go, oh, I've failed. But when you actually look at it, we are, whether we like it or not, we are living out our highest values where we are right now. Right. And the things that we would like to be able to actually move forward to, if we're not mm-hmm. achieving those things in life, it's because we haven't, as we were talking earlier, brought up that enough in our value sets. And I'm not talking about moral values like, you know, I'm not going to kill anyone. This is like the things that we actually value um, right. our health. And I can look at someone and know if health is on their uh, one of their highest uh, values mm-hmm. because you can tell. Right, they're in shape. <laughs> or I, I, I'm. We're going to we're going to to, to coach this because I know several people who you might look at them and think, oh, well, they're not healthy because they are larger, they are whatever. When in fact they are actually, you know, very healthy, very fit. They're, you know, what you don't know is that they are climbing mountains or, you know, running marathons, but. That physical, we have that immediate reaction to, well, you look like you might be overweight, therefore you're not fit, um, which is also very dangerous to doctors because yes. their first answer is, 
you know, oh, well, you're having this problem because you are overweight. And we, I know a lot of very fit people who also don't fit the traditional, uh, don't fit, right, uh, do not appear to have the traditional fit physique. But you can tell, you, you still can tell by, like, how they walk, how they carry themselves, um, you know, uh, that they are caring for their physical self. Exactly. You know, versus not. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, th- there is such a thing as a skinny glutton, right? Right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are people, their body just, they just look skinny, but actually they're very unhealthy. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with oh. you. You can't just always tell by someone's physical appearance, but right. it's that, you know, when you talk about that fear of failure, mm-hmm. it's about looking at it and go, well, actually, what did I learn through that process? Right, right. And being able to look at it and go, okay, well, on this moving towards my goal, am I actually moving more closer to what's aligned mm-hmm. to what's on the inside of me? What are, What's my true kind of inspiration and purpose? Because right. like what we were saying earlier, you can create an, an annual goal. And then as you begin to go through there, you know, we'll go back to your chicken analogy. You go, <laughs> okay, I want to create a, a new breed of chicken. Well, six six weeks into it, for all the reasons we were talking about earlier, you go, yeah. no, actually, this is what I do. And someone will look at that and go, well, you didn't achieve this chicken breed. You failed. And you're like, no, actually, it, by doing that process, right. you realize this, this, and this. And now I'm doing this, which is so much bigger than I could have ever achieved with creating a new breed of chicken. Right. Uh, although – Six months to even have, or, or six weeks to have results is, uh, uh, whether you're looking for breed traits, is kind of really optimistic for chickens because they're still little babies at six, you know. Yes. Like you're, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're looking at, like, maybe it's after hatching if you're doing hatchings. But, yeah. But, yeah, no, 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 I get, I get what you're saying. Um, you know, it's like training your dog. Like, your goal is to have a well-behaved trained dog. You cannot do that in six weeks. Yeah. You know? And maybe you'll find out that, that isn't right for your dog. Maybe you'll find out four weeks in that um, it's not that your dog is untrainable. It's that your dog is very unhappy, and we don't want an unhappy yeah. dog, right? Yeah. You know, so you, you, you adjust. You know, Maybe you yeah. change the training goals or how you're doing it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, failure, I, I don't like to look at it in terms of failure. Um, do we miss goals? Um, yes, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it's about looking at have we learned, have we learned from that. Right. The, the biggest thing for me is if we continually uh, keep making the same mistakes, we'll just use that word for it. Right, um, right. It, does that mean I'm not learning from it? And to me, that's the biggest thing. So am I learning? Am I applying those learnings? Am I growing? Am I developing? And as long as I'm doing that, then to me, I'm not failing because right. – I'm on a journey. I'm, 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 I feel like I'm a better version of myself than I was last year. And as long as I'm continue on that journey through that, and even when you go, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I failed. I've done this. You know, I mean, I went through a, a divorce four years ago and there's all sorts of stuff. And, you oh, know, you, you know, start, yeah, yeah you go, okay, <laughs> am I a failure in life? And even in those times where you think, God, I, I've just failed. There, there is always, and we don't have time to go into all this. I could talk about this forever, but there's always an upside right. to the downside, and there's always a downside to the upside. Mm-hmm. And so, realizing that there's balance in those things can, you know, it's it's what I always recommend to people around yeah, that that subject yeah. of failure. 
as, as someone who, who went through a divorce 12 years ago now, um, I feel you. By the way, it gets better. If, yeah. You know, every every few like every few years I look back and go, man, I had no clue how great things were going to be eight years ago, four years ago, blah, blah. blah. So exactly. Uh, by, by the way, for everybody out there who might be going through difficult times right now, trust me, it's better. Um, it does. Yeah. Uh, which brings me actually naturally to the other side of the coin. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Also, this is considered the difficult question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I do. Um, I, so it depends on what they are, right? It depends mm-hmm. on, on on what it is that I'm that I'm looking for. Um, and sometimes that's just doing something and 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 doing it in such a way where I'm saying I'm doing this to recognize the accomplishment of what I set out to do. Right. That doesn't mean that I, you know I have to go out and throw a whole party for it or anything like that. <laughs> but it's definitely recognizing those things. Mm-hmm. I, and in some ways, I almost think that we almost get this the wrong way around, I think, sometimes. Right. We we wait to celebrate certain things, but as soon as we actually achieve that, we oftentimes just go, well, I, once, once we get there, we realize there's a whole other level. And we kind of downplay what we've actually achieved because then we realize that actually there's so much more to accomplish. And so it's about making sure that we have those moments on a daily basis if possible, but at least on a weekly basis where we're saying, okay, I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying the journey. I'm enjoying the process and, and not wait to this big like crescendo of I've arrived. Because I don't know anyone that's ever went, I've arrived. Because, right. you know, and I always tell my clients as well, um, because we do a lot of online marketing stuff. And they'll say, I just I just want my first lead, my first lead. If I just want my first lead come in, I know this all works. Right. And I always tell them, say, write this down, put it in your journal today. Mm-hmm. This is the day you've said you just want your one, your first lead come in. Because, Kevin, I've been doing this long enough. As soon as that first lead comes in, do they, are they excited about it? Nope. The first thing they go is, okay, great. I've had our lead come in, but how am I supposed to live off that? What, they, what do I – yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they – from all all they need is that one lead to when it actually happens, they go, oh, there's another level. and What do I do now? So it's about making sure, yes – uh, uh, highlighting, great, I've achieved that goal, I've done it, hurrah. Now, what's my next goal? What can I accomplish now? And you celebrate those successes along the way as opposed to once I arrive type of thing because that just, it'll never happen. <laughs> so, I worked for a company, and I think one of the most uh, demotivating things they did, we, we had what we will call not the greatest uh, engineering VP. And he came out and he said, uh, okay, so you know how we're doing releases every two weeks and we're doing a little thing every two weeks where, you know, maybe we'll have beers after or whatever? Yeah, we're just going to stop that. We want this to be so regular and normal that we don't have to celebrate it every day and we'll do it once a year. And that's terrible, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, if you, if you, if you're having, if, you know, you, you need to be able to say, yeah, this 
this went out today, and it was a good thing, even if it's a small release, even if you're Netflix and doing a new feature release every single day, yeah. you know, there has to be some sort of celebration there, even if it's just, you know, well, it was my turn and everything went fine. Yay! Um, you can't just say, no, we're not celebrating that anymore, because it it really it has an, uh, the opposite impact, right? You want it to does. motivate people, you want to inspire people to do things better, but then you take away the carrot. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, that's everything. Good. So, we um, solved the world's problems today, Kevin. I don't know if we've solved the world's <laughs> problems, but we have had a fascinating, fascinating discussion, and uh, I'm real excited about it. I, I can't wait to share... Uh, here's the funny story, folks. We're recording this in February. Uh, it's probably going to go out in April, right? That is how much stuff I have planned right now, and I'm really looking forward to sharing this. Um, so where can we find you online other than – where did I put it in my notes now? Um, think. Yeah, re, so RethinkTime.club. Yeah. Um, people can go and download the free planner there. Mm -hmm. um, definitely check it out. We'd love to get feedback. We we get great feedback all the time on that. So yep. um, that is where people can kind of get into the whole Rethink Academy world. Right. Um, and then, of course, if people want to connect with me directly, mm -hmm. um, I do, I'm do. i a LinkedIn guy. So if you go to LinkedIn, look up Jason Osborne, uh, you'll see me, and you can send me a connection request. I just ask just let me know where you heard me from, because if it's just a random connection request, right. I might just think, why are you connecting with me? <laughs> and uh, so just say, hey, I heard you on Kevin's yep. show. I'd love to connect. At least I yep. know. Okay, cool. And, and look for the Jason connecting. Osborne, by the way, that has been in Galway and um, Leeds, right? Yep. So Galway, that... Leeds. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Galway and Leeds, two places we have visited in the UK. So someday. Someday. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for taking talk to us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Cheers. Yeah. And uh, for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. are back. Woo! Uh, thank you, Jason, for taking the time to talk to us. I had so much fun, and, you know, it was absolutely great, and I was listening to it earlier today just to make sure everything was okay, like I do, mm -hmm. and found myself laughing out loud at myself and <laughs> at some parts of the conversation. I, it, was, uh, it was just a lot of fun, and I hope everyone got as much out of it as I did. Which brings us to our badge code or word for the week. And this week it is a rethink, all one word. Uh, no exclamation point on the end. So this one's not fun. That's a reference to the... Okay. The, Ursula's giving me a look and I'm like, sorry, you didn't, yeah. Um, but uh, rethink is our badge code this week and you can go to productivityalchemy.com. Uh, click on the little entry box for 
a badge code, type this in, and you will get a badge. And there's more details under the badge how-to menu item. On what badges are, what to do with them, mm -hmm. things like that. Yep. Uh, check it out, productivityalchemy.com. And while you were there, you can find ways to support us, but as we keep saying, don't. We're doing fine. Yeah. It's great. We, we appreciate the support we have. It's lovely, but we're actually rocking and rolling at the moment, and there are lots of people who aren't. And the charity, in fact, that uh, we are we are talking about today is well, it's it's we're recording this on the Trans Day of Visibility. Ah, uh, yes. And one of the uh, I think big things we all need to be aware of is that it can be very difficult in the society if you're a trans person, uh, and sometimes you need help. And so the Trans Lifeline is there. This is a, a, a phone number you can call, a website you can contact. This is being uh, created and run by trans people for trans people. Excellent. And they uh, are there to help you with all manner of things uh, if you are a trans person. There's also an allies guide. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, that I have read through as well uh, so that you can, if you're, you have friends who are having some difficulty uh, or if you yourself are sort of like, how do I help my friend who's trans? Uh, they have resources for that. Uh, you can find out more at translifeline.org. Um, and if you are uh, in need of a little more immediate assistance, at least uh, this is the, the U.S. phone number. I, I don't know about other international resources, uh, but uh, 877-565-8860. And, you know, they, they are there for you. And I think it's it's really important uh, to make sure these resources are available. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for this week. Yes. Um, and then I'm going to go uh, finish editing all this so that we can go right into the most important other thing to do today. My reward for being productive. Watching. Kong versus Godzilla. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, just remember, folks. Team Godzilla, and uh, you can find out more about badges, the shows, all this stuff at productivityalchemy.com. And, you know, feel free to reward yourself and go out there and best be productive. And if you're Godzilla, that may look like destroying Tokyo. Not quite this time.